everyone, how are we today? I'm your host, Tyler Coe. Thank you for joining my little mental health program and our channel here on Twitch. Or you might be watching on YouTube or Spotify. So the recorded version of this episode is up on those platforms, along with a ton of other audio platforms that you might enjoy. So um, today we're going to be talking about something that I think is on everybody's mind pretty much every day. Um, it has been for a very long time, but I think the focus has been sharpened the past couple of years. And what I'm talking about is your work and how that relates to your employer, that worker-employer relationship. The work you do for your company, how it all needs to basically change and has to change for your mental well-being, apart from anything else. Um, none of us really need a refresher on the history of what capitalism has done uh, or, and become, I guess, in the last 20 years, at least here in America and across the globe, um, for those of us that aren't part of the 1%. We all understand that the working conditions, uh, specifically the mental and emotional toll that they take on all of us uh, that weren't born into wealth, it, it, it's insanity to try to even process. It's so hard to handle. All of us have kind of been made the heel of society that don't have that generational wealth. Um, and it's tough because we've watched the richest people, the most profitable companies do nothing with their gains and their wealth except to make things worse or ignore things, ignore the people that made them that amount of money, uh, the amount of profit um, for them to be able to do whatever they want. And it's really tough to watch that. The view from below looking at the top has never been grimmer. Um, and it kind of feels like sometimes we're getting our faces rubbed in it, right? Because that mentality of hoarding and zero empathy, uh, compassion or understanding of the worker-employer relations has trickled down into everything, right? Your landlords that hold you hostage, um, your company that threatens you if you dare take time off, or God forbid you happen to be a woman in this world and you have a child, and you're not certain if you should actually take all of your uh, maternity leave because it could affect your job status. I mean, this stuff is killing us, right? Um, we're, we're working unreal hours, uh, with no overtime, horrible work conditions for some people. And it's, and it's not just a physical toll that takes on us. It really is that mental toll. You know, my, my guest tonight put it in a really good way um, that we kind of all have Stockholm Syndrome when it comes to our jobs nowadays, right? Like we're doing everything to appease them, everything we can do to keep our jobs, right? Because we convince ourselves we have to, we have to have this, we have to have this. Uh, we have to appease our Lord employers. Thank you, sir. May I have another? And all the while we've lost sight of our lives, we forgot to live, we forgot to eat, we forgot to sleep, we forgot to be happy. I mean, we have forgotten how to be human beings because we are simply just working to live. And man, that is tough. I know a lot of you guys are going through that right now. And that is really depressing. However, kind of like we talked about, the focus being on this, people are starting to shift. There's been a shift. And I, I'm hoping it's a massive one eventually where people are quitting their jobs. People are saying, no, I'm not going to be treated that way. And I'm going to go do my own thing. Even if that means it's going to be really tight on my wallet and my life right now, I'm, I'm no longer going to let you affect my mental health. Like, I'm just not going to do it. This is not good for me. I want to live a life. People are quitting pain. 
And that gives me so much hope. Like, I, you know, I, I can't even begin to describe when I hear about those stories and see what people are doing and my guest who's on tonight and what they're doing. I'm like, I'm going to do it, too. And I want everybody to have that same thing, right? Like, I all want us to feel like Aaron Paul at the end of Breaking Bad in the car, crying and driving through the fence, getting out of that situation. That's what I would love. Um, because we can't just keep watching the way that the world goes. It, nobody has fun watching the Bezos dick ship touch the top of space for five seconds while all of us really just want health insurance that'll cover us being a human being. Because we talk a lot about on this show is like we have to get back to being a human being. And that's such a tough thing to do, especially if you have a mental affliction. So um, I will say, and you guys know that there is hope for that. And people are making that change. And our proof is our guest tonight um, who's doing exactly that. And they're going to tell you how they did it, why they did it, and how you could do it. And I think that's super important for all of us to do. So without further ado... Uh, let me introduce our makeup stylist, permanent makeup artist, laser professional, and skincare specialist, educator with almost 20 years in the beauty industry. I want you guys to please welcome on my guest, Texas De La Rosa. Texas, how are we today? Hello. Um, man, I'm doing so good. I'm just so thrilled about everything that you just said. Um, it just hits home and I'm just happy to be here and hopefully share my story and uh, and hope, hopefully people will, you know, get something from it and, and kind of get better at uh, where they're at, you know? Well, I think they definitely are, my friend, because we talked about this because I wanted to get you on the show and we we're like, you know, what could we talk about? And like, what would, what would hit home the hardest? And it was really just everything you've been going through. And you're like, let's talk about this because it is on the forefront of everybody's mind with their job that it is rare for an individual to actually like the person or company that they work for nowadays. And you're somebody that is, you were in a situation that I just described, like, you know, millions of us, right? But saw an opportunity for change within yourself and your situation to get you to a better place. And you definitely are. And I've known you for a while, my friend, and you definitely are in a better place. So uh, I'm so honored that you were going to be able to come on tonight to kind of tell us about that. So let's, let's start off right there you know, kind of with the journey and like what you were doing and the place that you found yourself in, like so many other people. So again, if you don't know me again, I do makeup and I was, uh, I do, I've bartended, I've done a lot of crazy things in my world and I've always kind of walked to um, the beat of my own drum as it were. And I pretty much uh, got headhunted and to get into this job to uh, work and be the um, director of this facility of a certain part of what they were doing. Again, no names or anything, I'm not gonna say the names, but um, I didn't need the job. I had worked in makeup and been doing that for many years. And so I thought, oh, well, this could be kind of cool to get this job. And, and, you know, and when I got the job and working for the company, they were a smaller company and they were very people forward. It was very much, uh, we wanna help people, this sort of thing. I don't know what happened years later, things just changed and it became a money driven situation where I think that they got greedy. And, um, and then, so I got into a situation where I was working salary and I pretty much just everything that was creative in my body and in my mind and my soul was gone. It was a, it was just going to work, working for these people, getting paid a salary and literally working my ass off and never, getting the recognition that I felt that I needed, never getting the praise, uh, just had horrible experience with them towards the end. And 
you know, and I had to finally pull myself out of it and go, you know, where the hell did Texas go? Where did all my creativity go? And why did I feel like I needed to stay with this company for almost five years that was treating me badly, you know, and it would give me shit for wanting to take off work to do things that I needed to do. Or if, you know, if I was sick, um, there was a, a point where I, I had to come in to work one day when I was ill and I was, I, I never call in sick. And my boss actually made me come in for a couple of clients and then uh, mop the whole building when I was sick. And, um, and I had to do it after hours. So I had to stay after hours to basically be sick in this company. And, and it was such a horrible feeling that that it was kind of like, I have you, I own you and you can't do anything about that. And all that had to stop. And so when I finally left that company, um, coworkers of mine would come to work crying, like literally leave crying. I was sick to my stomach. I was overweight. I didn't have a, a, a personal life. I didn't go to the gym. I was literally just going to work and coming home to go eating and going to bed and doing the same thing again. And it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy for my mental st status. It wasn't healthy on my body. I mean, it was, it was very depressing. And, um, and I, I was lucky that I always held on to my other gigs and working outside of that company because that's what really pulled me out of it. And, and when I finally got out of it, I was like, I have to go back to where my roots were and do what I was doing and working for myself because, you know, I just, I, I lost myself. And I think so many people do that in jobs and, you know, you get these little snippets where they're like, oh, they praise you one day. And then you have this thing they have to, that you have to do, whether it's like a project or whatever. And then they give you shit for it because you're running behind or whatever, but they only gave you X amount of days, but then they praise you the other day. So you think, well, I, I, they like me, but do they really like me? And, and it just became this thing. It's like, they just dangle little things over you. And a lot of bosses do that. And it's so fucked up and wrong for them to do that to us because then it makes us feel like you said Stockholm syndrome. I feel like we are staying in these jobs to make people happy when we ourselves are dying on the inside, yeah, you know? Absolutely, and I mean, I, when I was talking about trickling down, it's one of those things that um, it's hard to realize in the moment, but it is one of those things, and I'm not saying it's your situation, but I've been in situations where it was the boss above the boss, above the boss, that was sending the same message and same thing down of threatening their status if they didn't get the bottom line. So then you're putting a, 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 put into a position a lot of times where you're hurting somebody else because you're getting hurt too. We're just passing down a line of, of pain to people because at the very top, they just want to get the most money. And that's, that's a really hard thing to handle. And that mentality, right, Texas, I think when you talk about physically, there's so many of us, I've gone through that period where I've lost weight because a past employer of mine, uh, I had to start my job at 3 a.m. in the morning, couldn't sleep, wouldn't eat. Um, it affects you physically, but it's really the mental thing because you start to see yourself change in ways that, like you said, your friends can see, but you can't see it at all. So like, when did you finally start, like, did it ever come through or crack or like, was it just kind of prevalent there that it's like you were lost? Um, I think the last year of me working there, I had a really kind of epiphany moments where I just realized that these people are not the people that I was working for before. And it was a, a thing that it was every single day there was drama, every single day that something was not done right. And then kind of the last straw for me working for them was that, you know, I just I realized that, you know, I was I was bringing in numbers that were getting bigger and bigger and bigger each year for the company, but I wasn't seeing that as a, as from my paycheck. And, you know, it just, it, I finally was like, you know what? I don't need this. I don't need this, these people in my life to be who I am and be happy. 
And, and I think it kind of trickled down to like the last year because I just really realized that they just weren't, that everything had changed. Everything had changed. And it was, like you said, it, it was little things that people were like, God, you're unhappy. Like, my, my, I talk to my mom all the time. She's one of my best friends. And she was like, mijo, you're just, she calls me mijo, Spanish. So if anyone knows, mijo means my babe or whatever. So uh, she's like, mijo, you just don't need to work for those people. You you were successful before. You, you didn't need them. You didn't need this world. Why are you doing this? And I didn't have an answer. I didn't know. I was kind of like, Jesus, I don't know why I'm working for them. I mean, they're treating me horrible. I... I'm not getting paid enough. I don't, I mean, all the things that they promised, you know, healthcare benefits, all these things, partnership, whatever, none of that ever happened. And and it, if you've been working for a company for four and a half years and the, and the, the things that they promised you at the beginning didn't happen, they're never going to. And, and I just kind of believed these stories and believed that I was going to be, you know, taken care of by this company. And in the, in the end, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't notice who I was. I was 40 pounds overweight. I, I was, you know, mentally stressed. I was eating improperly. I just, I knew that my life couldn't go anymore. And that was really kind of what it was. It was the last straw was me just, you know, realizing that I was so utterly unhappy with being there and that every single day when I drove, I mean, I was sick to my stomach driving into work every morning. I was like upset. And then when I would leave work, it was like this, relief a little bit that I'm leaving the building but then on the same token I knew that I had to go back and so it was this and I was like dude I can't do this shit anymore I can't keep doing this to myself because I'm either gonna have a heart attack I'm gonna you know I, who knows what's gonna happen to me I was like my body's shutting down on all these things I mean I again I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy during that situation five years ago you know you know that story um I, I was so utterly stressed out that my body literally was saying you've got to stop like my body stopped me and, and I truly believe that's why I did get Bell's policy and had to, you know, all the things, the stressors. So pulling myself out of it was one of the hardest things that I ever did because it is like a breakup. It's like you're mourning this job that you had and the coworkers that you like to work with. But, you know, it's, it's, it's like an abusive relationship. You know, it's like you can't, you know, you can fall in love with a certain part of the person or that thing. But then you realize all these other bad things are happening because you're there and, and you just you try to kind of wash it over it and, it and it just finally wasn't doing it anymore. So I had to pull myself out and it was difficult. And I, I, you know, when I pulled myself out of that place, when I left my job, um, I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't, uh, uh I just literally left. I, I grabbed my stuff off the wall and I grabbed a plant and rolled out and you know, I was like, me and my plan are out of here. And I, I literally left and I was, I actually was crying a little bit when I left because I was so happy that I was leaving this place. And I knew that I wasn't, I left all my belongings. I didn't even give a shit. I just took my plant because I loved it. And my, you know, my one, one personal thing. And it was the, that was literally the night that it was like on a Friday night that would, it was the start of the going back to my roots and back to what made me happy, which was helping people, you know, which was doing things for people and being creative and, and traveling and, and all the things that I love to do for my job. I mean, I've been very lucky and blessed in my career to fly all over the world and, you know, do makeup and do stuff. And I, I love what I do. And I wasn't doing that with this company. And it was very a caged feeling and I've never been that person. And so I don't know how they swindled me into thinking that I was this person, but they did. Well, I think it's, it's really interesting that you say a uh, cage, because I feel like that's one of the toughest parts of this conversation because it's very easy to say, well, just quit your job and go do something. But like you just mentioned, when you're talking about caged, you're like a caged animal. And if you finally do get released back into the wild, you don't know what to do. And I think that's the toughest part about getting out of a bad situation, right, Texas, is, is that 
you've been so broken from where you just came from that you don't have the energy or thought process there yet. You're literally exiting out with 0% energy. And so then trying to build a new life, I think is what really scares people from taking that first step, right? I think that comes to with anything, like it's addiction or, or anything that you happen to be going through an abusive relationship like you just talked about. Once you're out the door, you're exhausted. So like, how did you start taking like the little baby steps? Like what was it that you like got a little bit of momentum with right after you quit? Foremost, I've always been financially smart. <laughs> um, I always have savings and, and I always have that rainy day paycheck I, 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 or that, sorry, uh, bank account. I have three banks right now and I have money in them always kind of circulating. And so when I got out of that situation, I knew that I didn't have to work for X amount of months and I would be totally fine. And so that was a big, huge relief for me is that I've always been able to save money and be smart about my money. And I know not everybody can. I know not everybody can put back, you know, X amount of dollars per paycheck. But I promise you, if you can put back just a little bit, just as a nest egg for yourself, even if it can save you two months or three months of no not working and you know that it's going to run out in the three months, nine times out of 10, you're going to find something for yourself in those next couple of months. And that was what I what I did for myself. So once I got out of the job. I remember I left and I knew I didn't have to work and I was like, okay, I need to reset. You're right. I was extremely mentally broken and I didn't know even if I wanted to work in the career that I was in anymore um, in, in, you know, in medical work. I, I just didn't know if I wanted to do that anymore. And so I went back to bartending because um, I knew that was something that was fun. I made a lot of money and it was, it was, I was, a you know, my, my bosses at the time that I worked with for over 10 years, they were like, you know, you'll be easy to come back in. Everyone knows your face. And so it was, it was just like an easy thing. So I went back to bartending knowing that I wasn't going to stay there forever, but it was a, a fallback situation and I could figure out what I wanted to do after I got back into bartending. Um, Cause I didn't work for a couple of months and I started bartending. I then found my job that I work at now and I'm going to tell you guys there, the world has a path for you. I know it sounds crazy and I'm not like a spiritual person or anything, but I do highly believe that like we are put on a path sometimes and, and we can make it, we can go left or right. Um, but there's always good along with the bad and as bad as the exit was for me leaving that facility, there was a good place coming and I didn't know it and it fell in my lap. And when I, literally said, I mean, I was, I was working at another job just kind of briefly and, and a coworker said, Hey, you should go check out this place in um, Buda, Texas. And um, in Buda, it's like 20 minutes from Austin or whatever. And I was like, it's kind of Southern, you know, kind of, you know, country. And I was like, who's doing stuff down there? Nobody's doing stuff down there. And so I went and I had the meeting with my boss and um, who became my boss and her name's Monica. And we just really hit it off. And, and I loved that she had the old version of me helping people. That's what she wanted to do in her facility was help people. Her goal is to make people feel comfortable, feel happy, be happy with, you know, the procedures that are doing. And, and so it was interesting how that job just fell in my lap. Um, she was brand new to the industry. So had no really kind of say or do, she didn't know what she was really doing. Um, so hiring me, I'd had X amount of years already in the industry. So, uh, of working in medical aesthetics, it was, uh, very interesting so she trusted me a lot to handle a lot of things and when i went into this one of the biggest things that i did guys was i literally had stipulations for this job 
meaning that I said, I will go on holidays. I will go see my family. I will have vacations. I have another gig, which is my makeup career. And I will be sometimes off doing production work and doing stuff. But when I do these things, everybody wins because I promise you when I talk, I'm a, I'm a talker, I talk to people. I will, I will somehow get someone probably to come in and have a treatment or something. So I'm always talking and spreading the word of what I do because I do love helping people. And I work in skincare and laser and doing things like that. And that's what I really love is helping people with, you know, makeup is a great thing because it puts, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's a shell. But if you can work on what's underneath that shell sometimes and having clients go, oh my God, I, I hate my rosacea. I hate my redness. I hate my acne or whatever it is. If I can fix that, and then you can wake up every morning and love your skin. You don't have to put on so much makeup. And so it was this whole thing and Monica got it. And it was so different from my old employers. And it was kind of this thing and it fell in my lap and it literally was ridiculous that I had, you know, this one job where I couldn't, I would have to go in 30 minutes early and stay 30 minutes after because they wanted me to answer phones if something was happening. So I'm like, dude, I'm just sitting here with the hell. My boss now is like, we have an answer machine. They'll, they'll leave a message, you know, go home, you know, if you go, go to dinner with your boyfriend, do, you know, it's so funny that it's this whole weird mentality. And I was telling someone the other day about how she goes home every day at three because she gets there at 10 and she leaves at three to go pick up her kids and stuff. And I was like, whoa, she's not staying all day. What's wrong with her? What kind of, and I had to go back to myself and go, whoa, this is, this is normal. This is, this isn't, this is her kids. This is her family. And that comes first before her job. But that's just not how we were trained to work. That's not how we're trained to live. You know, like our sick family member, our dad, our mom, our cousin or whoever, we, well, they're sick. Sorry, you have to finish this project or you have to come to work tomorrow at 8 a.m. and you can't do this stuff. Why? Why is it? Why is that a stipulation? Why are we're freaking out on the inside because a family member is sick, but we have to come into work and do stuff for you? Like there's no compassion. It's, it's nuts. It's how we 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 don't normalize that because it's such a rarity. Like it, it makes me think when you told me that, like. When I was younger and I was working in radio, one of my first radio jobs, I got into a massive car accident on the way to work, and then I still went to work because I was afraid that they would fire me if I didn't show up. And when I got there, my bosses were like, why did you come in? Like, they were good people, but they're like, but it's that mentality I think we all have is that even if I get shot or dying, I will drag my ass to work so I don't get fired. It's this horrible situation we find ourselves in. And it's funny, you saw that interaction and that's what your brain tells you. It's like, whoa, that's wrong. Why, why is she? Why is she leaving right now? Right? It's so weird to finally be able to come out of that moment. And you know, and, and it was like going back to like I said, was starting. I mean, I had this whole mentality of where I had been in this one company, and it was so so strict and crazy. But then going to work for her, it was awesome. And you know, and I didn't even know if it was really going to last because I it was a new business and. You know, it was, you know, 2019, it was three years ago. And I didn't know if, you know, I just I had a lot of questions and I just kind of realized I have all these other backups. And so I guess that's going back to where I was saying earlier, if, if you're getting out of something, you're wanting to get out of something, always have a backup plan. But sometimes you just don't like I just didn't have one when I left. I was like, fuck it, I'm out. And then I was like, well, shoot, now what do I do? So bartending was a thing. So I just, sometimes you have to go back. Like you said, it's tighter on the wallet. I was like, OK, maybe I'm not making the money I was making before, but. I'm going to have to budget some things and it all worked out. It all worked out well. And it was, it was like, I was just zoning in on this one thing. And then finally it happened. And then now I look back in three years later after working for this uh, woman, I mean, we have grown so much. We're in a bigger facility now. Nothing has changed as far as like, if I want to go to LA and work with some folks and be in production, she's like, okay, bye. It's, it's 
not there's no guilt there's no uh there's no being upset about it there's no well you're not you know if you leave your 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 time you're costing me money and i was so used to working for people like that and it's just so interesting that you know now i don't and and it's the stress level has gone i mean i i always there's always stress in work but the stress level is, is a different stress now it's not that i'm so mentally inept and so upset with my life that i can't even do my work well it's like oh i'm stressed out because i i work you know too much i need to calm down on that but it's not the mental stressors that i had from my employers which was so so detrimental to me and, and doing a good job and then i mean i think there was years where i just was like a zombie where i just would go into work and and just trudge through the day and and i did my work and sometimes i was like i don't even know what i fucking did earlier like i don't even know where i'm at like it just was so depressing and and you know, come home to an empty apartment and you eat your little dinner and you go to bed again and you do it over again. It was just sad. It was really a sad time in my life. And, um, and I always put up a happy face in front of everyone. And a lot of people know me that way. And I don't even know how I did that. Like, I really don't know how I even faked being happy during all that time because it was so miserable for me. And, yeah. um, and now, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, it's, I mean, I, I think that everything you just talked about, everybody could relate to. Like everybody can relate to that, right? Like in the sense of like your brain doesn't let you function properly. And you talk about the stressors. I think one of the things that I've noticed in my life that when I've made good, healthy transitions, is you start talking to people more, right? And one of the things you've started to do is talk to people and doing Texas Talks, but also you're teaching now. So that really inspires me that, that you can see that mental shift and like getting back to like the things that make you hum human, which is talking. So tell us a little bit about that when it comes to your students. So, um, so again, I was an educator before with a company and I quit doing that. I didn't even know if I wanted to do that anymore. Um, so in 2019, like I think it was October of 2019, um, which of course happened right before COVID, but I decided me and my boss, uh, we kept getting emails and I kept getting emails from past students that Ed were wanting to, you know, asking questions. Why are you not teaching? What's going on? Um, and this is permanent makeup related and even laser related because um, I teach both of those things. And I thought, man, you know what? Why am I not? I liked teaching. I just didn't like how the programs were put up in this other company because it was like cash cow. It was like, let's get as many students in and just shove them out the door. And if they do okay, they do okay. That's not me, man. I, I want people to learn and understand what the hell they're doing and it just wasn't okay. So when I decided to go in with Monica and, and build Beauty Cosmetic Institute, where our school is, I wanted it to be very small. I mean, I'm talking two students at the max in the room, none of this 10, 20, whatever people, you know, I, I wanted it to be really small and I wanted to be able to connect with the student and make sure that they were getting the retention and learning everything they wanted to learn. And, and, you know, when you're in these big, huge classes, we've all taken classes with, you know, things or people and we have you know, that one person's asking all the questions and you feel like you can't get yours answered. And then you feel kind of like bummed that you went to this seminar or whatever. And you're like, damn, I didn't even like learn anything. I didn't want that to ever happen again. So um, in 2019, we started the school and we, I had a bunch of students lined up. And then, of course, COVID hit, you know, and, and that totally just was like, you know, like an edge of sketch. You know, am I showing my age with an edge of sketch? Do people know what an edge of sketch is? <laughs> I think they do. I think they do. <laughs> if you do, Google it. If you don't, whatever you don't. Uh, but I felt like someone shook it and it was like, okay, let's start over again. And I was like, son of a bitch. So I thought, okay, I've got all this information, years of information in my brain. I'm going to just start doing stuff and I'm going to set up a group on Facebook and I, I called it Cosmetic Tattoo Professionals. 
And I was like, I'm going to start just answering questions. I'm going to start just putting some videos out there. And I'm not by any means tech savvy. So it was wild trying to learn to do some shit. I'm buying all myself off Amazon. It was looking stupid. But I had to do it because I felt like I have to help these people. And I have to do what I feel in my heart is, is going to make me happy. And that is literally helping people. I want everyone to succeed in their life, wherever you're going. And what I started realizing too, is that even though my group is just about cosmetic tattooing, all of the things I teach are life lessons that I've learned and they can be taken in any walk of life. It can be, you know, you know, production work, it could be makeup, it could be, you know, bartending, it could be, you know, serving, whatever, uh, you know, it, it, there's, there's stories at the core that I want to share with people. And so it's turned into this big thing and everyone started kind of messaging me and talking about it. And, you know, and it, now it was like, I have people in my group internationally and it's, it's crazy. And it's so much fun because again, at my core, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help and here to answer questions. I have my hashtag Texas shares. It's a thing. I share everything. I'm very blunt. I don't hide things. I hate when you have that educator or someone that doesn't want to tell you their secret or like that recipe. I'm not going to give you that recipe because it's my, my recipe. No, I give you the recipe and I'll, I'll help you make it. How about that? You know, I'm going to come over and help you make that recipe because that's how I am. And that's what I want to, what I wanted, what I wanted to show everybody. And it turned into this really positive thing and it's just become even better and better. And it's changed my mental state so much. I love helping people. I love sharing my stories, even the bad ones, because, you know, we learn from those. And I think there's so many people out there that, again, have worked for companies that just treated them like shit. And, you know, and, and they're, are people out there that you can work for that are your Monica, find your Monica, you know, that will take, <laughs> take, take care of you and be like, Hey, by the way, you know what? It's, it's eight. If you know, if you, if you're scheduled, your last appointment's at six and they're gone, go home. It's like, why do you need to be there? And you know, it's just, it's such a really weird mentality or have that, that dream that you had that you were holding on to. And this job has been keeping you from it and has been, you know, I've had this little job thing I wanted to do, do it. There is no time like now after COVID hit and we had to all kind of reset our buttons a little bit and figure out what to do. I was like, fuck, am I going to teach anyone again? Is, are we going to ever do permanent makeup again in Texas? Cause again, you know, the laws that we couldn't do open and blah, blah, blah travel. I, I mean, a lot of my students were from out of state. So I was really nervous about, you know, plus we're an elective thing. I mean, we're in, I do work in medical, but everything we do is elective. So is anyone going to die if they don't get their lips tinted? No. Well, Texas, are, are they... we don't know that for sure. <laughs> maybe, we, you never maybe, know, yeah. man. Maybe. All right? I mean, or they might die if they don't get their brows or Botox <laughs> or whatever. So I was like, shit. And I was like, are they going to do it? What we found was everybody was doing Zooms. And so everybody wanted to look good. So it was this whole thing that like they could hide buying glasses coming in the, in the meeting and whatever, and, you know, do whatever they want to do. But now they're in lights and they're zooming and they're, they're doing all this stuff. And it's like, shit, I look like that on camera. <laughs> so then they see themselves. <laughs> so it was this whole other different mentality. And I was like, wow. So we were really successful. And again, in just helping people feel good about themselves. And that's my, my one thing. We, we have one skin we live in and we have to be happy with it. And we have one life, man. And it's just, I feel like so many of us just, again, like I said, zombie, I was a zombie for three and a half, four year, four years of my career working with the company. And I don't want that for anybody. I don't want that for anybody, any person out there that's listening right now. If you feel that way, change it. You can change it. There are employers that will be good for you and good to you. And if you can't find those people work for your fucking self, find something you love to do. And I promise you, it'll always come back to you. It'll always come to you. I, I completely shifted my mentality and I work way less. I was telling you, Tyler, that I work like, I think I was working 
I don't know how many hours at my old facility. And I work like maybe 27 or 30 hours a week now and I'm making more. It was That's making. awesome. So, so you, should, you should be your own Monica, basically. Find a Monica or be your own Monica. Yes, be your own Monica, because man, it's it's just there's there is there is happiness out there. There is, and it's it sometimes looks very bleak, and it looks hard, and it looks like, damn, I'm never going to get there. You know, especially if you know if you're working in a job where you're not making a lot of money, and you don't have insurance, and you don't have benefits, and you don't have those things, and you can't build that nest egg or whatever. It's it seems like it never is going to end. It will, I promise you, it can. I mean, I jumped ship and was scared and, and, you know, nervous because I have a lifestyle that I like to maintain. And Jesus, I was like, well, we're going back to, you know, doing some things a little bit low key. But, you know, after a while, it all kind of fell, it all kind of fell into place. And it was like this big snowball effect of good things happening. And, and, and it's who you surround yourself with. And again, my boss is amazing. And she hires, you know, it's a small group of people we work with. We all get along. It's no drama. I were, I picked my own hours. I was like, I want to work one to eight. And she's like, okay, whatever. I mean, it's just like so easy. And you just, you think to yourself, this is nuts. This is really nuts, but it, it does happen. And it's, it's wild that it, life kind of takes us through that, right? The simplest things are the key to the hardest things. Like don't work for a horrible boss. We all know that, but like getting away from that is really difficult to do. But I think it's so great to have people like you on Texas because of what you're doing right now and who you are. And you've always been this. So I don't want to say who you've become, but my favorite Mr. Rogers quote was when his mom told him, uh, always look for the helpers, right? There's always people helping. Um, and so people like you that are, are not that New York Times article, it's like Texas did it all by himself with his own bootstraps and a $500 million trust fund from his parents, but he did it all on his own. Like, it's like, (laughs) I hate that. I hate those stories because they're not, nobody can relate to that. But I think you have such bravery and I'm glad you can come on to share that with folks because taking that first step to say, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's terrifying, man. It's so scary. It is. And I tell you, my story is not, I I had a little baby caboodle like this big and it was like, I started from a baby caboodle to now, like it looks like a Mac counter in my house. But I mean, I had a dream and I wanted to do something creative with my life and I wanted to work with people and I wanted to travel and I did it. And you know what? And I didn't have any trust fund. I didn't have money coming out the wazoo and parents paying for everything and all that kind of stuff. I had to put myself through school, bartending and doing things. And you know, but I always say that it's never too late because I had someone the other day in, in the group ask. She was like, I think, 46 now. I'll be 42 in May. And she was like, I, I kind of want to get into PMU, permanent makeup. Um, is 46 too old? And she was kind of like, I see all these young kids. And I was like, girl, no, I'm fine. I'm all in there. I just have to sometimes wear my readers if I'm going to do eyeliner. And she was giggling. And it was kind of funny because then like a lot of the older people in the group were like, oh my God, yeah. And so we started talking about it. But if you have a dream about something, I mean, she's 46 years old. I would love to train her. I would love for her to come to see me and and learn and, and help her get on her path. Because again, she's 40, almost 50. And she wants to totally change her whole career. That's okay. It's It's okay to do that. You know? I think that's the most important thing that like this is part of the movement. That's part of that shift, right? Is reminding people that it's not too late to like change your life. You still can be the hero. You saw yourself as when you were a kid, like you can be that. And so, but it's so hard to focus up, man, this show, I've told you, you've known about this for years. I've wanted to do this for years. And then I finally basically had somebody slap me in the face and say, dude, just do it. 
<laughs> so um, it's like, it's damn tough. it, why? Yeah, yeah. It's why tough. didn't you yeah. start this? <laughs> I, I don't know. And I think it's everything we talked about. Everything you talked about that you were able to face, you know, I couldn't in that moment. I think that's also important. Everybody's kind of at their own pace, but there were things that I just, I couldn't cross bridges yet. But I think that's another important thing is that I got there. And that's all that matters, right? Like that lady you're training, she got to that bridge. So now she's on her way. And that's all it's about, right? I mean, well, I'm not training her yet, but I hope she does find me because, man, <laughs> I would love to. But, you know, I think, like I said, it's just it's all about having that that confidence in yourself. And I think that's one of the big things that I missed working at that other facility was that I, I lost myself. I lost my confidence. I, I used to have this whole um, I didn't really ever plan things. It just happened in my life. And manifestation is a thing, man. I promise you what you put in your mind and, and it, if you project it, it can happen. You know, I promise you it can happen. And I wanted that so badly again. And that was when it shifted after I left that place, I dropped it. It was like a weight lifted off of my chest and I, I, I felt I could breathe again. And that's when everything good started falling back into play. I found my job. I, I started the school, um, you know, I started this, you know, you, I'm sorry, not YouTube, um, Facebook group. Um, we might be turning it into a YouTube channel pretty soon because I do have a lot of uh, stuff that I train on, but I mean, it just all kind of started happening and that's what you got to do. You got to sometimes just jump, you know, and it's so scary, but if you don't, do you want to live the rest of your life working for these tyrants are these people are these companies or these corporations that just look at you like a number and they don't care about you you know um that's that's it's it's devastating to think that that could be that could have been my life living for a company and working for a company for you know another 10 15 years i don't know if i would even be here i i literally don't like i was so mentally unhealthy and now it's like i have so many great things and meetings and people and and, and I, I feel like the world is just i have so much to give right now and I'm so happy that I'm here to do it. And, you know, it, it's, you know, if anyone has any questions about anything, they can always reach out to me on social media or whatever. But I, I promise you, I didn't have an idea, but I knew where I wanted to go in my life. So I knew the direction. And I just kind of just said, okay, we're going to go here then and let's do it. And, and everything worked out. It does work out. I appreciate that, man. One, I appreciate you still being here. I mean, I got to see you through some of those tough years and I'm happy you're here. Yeah, and I think every, everything you shared tonight, I think it's so important for people to hear. And a, a lot that I talk about on this channel, Texas, and on the show is it's reinforcement, hearing it again and again and again until eventually it breaks through in one area or the other. So without a doubt, I mean, you've helped me uh, tonight and obviously through our relationship kind of focus on different things and change my mentalities. Also, you know how bad my eyebrows get. So thank you for keeping them clean whenever I come work with you because look, I look like an owl whenever they... You are... You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful, my friend. Um, so thank you so much. But before I let you go, um, you know, what do you got coming up next? I know you said you're going to still, you know, we're expanding the help. You're expanding the teaching. But uh, what do you got coming up next? And then any lasting words for our audience? We do got some stuff. I'm working with a company right now that uh, we are going to be doing a, it's called the collab, the collaboration, PV collaboration. We are working on building a curriculum for students to uh, get better at their craft if they've already been working in permanent makeup and maybe they just need to up their game they don't know machines needles that sort of thing we're working on that 
that kind of stuff right now. Um, it's a really cool, really cool experience. I'm really excited about that. I'm not going to go too far into it just because we haven't started this yet, but um, it'll be out there. But um, if you have ever any questions, you can always get a hold of me at texasdelarosa.com. That's my website. All my information's there. Um, and other than that, I mean, hopefully Tyler working with you more. That's what I, I want to, I <laughs> that's, that's a goal right there. Yeah, man, we're, we're going to have to keep, we'll have to maybe do, I don't know if we've been doing that. I have no idea. I can't really talk about that, but yes, I, I hope to keep working with you, brother. We got to go hang out soon um, yes, again, yes. but man, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you to be on the show tonight and share your experience. It's so important for people to hear what you're talking about. And just know that you can get out. You can get out. Texas is proof, guys, that you can get out. It's a real thing. You don't need a trust fund or anything like that. Like you can just do it. I did not have one. I promise you. And Tyler, thank you so much for having me on. I I am just. I feel so blessed to be on here with you. And I just. I am so 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 proud of you for getting this show out there to people because again we've been living through some really fucked up times in yes. the last two years yes. and, and mental health is something that nobody wants to talk about nobody wants to i didn't want to talk about it i was just hiding my mental health behind this fake smile and and, and nobody wants to talk about it and i'm so proud of you for putting it out there for you because we need to hear this stuff we need to get that reinforcement like you said from the guests and people that you know it's okay to talk about this stuff it's okay to feel like the world is crumbling, but to also know that there are people there to help you pick it back up. And you know, and you're never you're never by yourself. You're, you're never alone. There's always people out there that you can chat with. Um, I'm very vocal in social media, so I will always chat with people if anyone's ever feeling crazier about anything. I, I want them, you know, that's how I've always rolled. And I'm just proud of you, Tyler. So thank you again for having me. Hey, I love you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, you for being one of the helpers. Awesome. <laughs> for listening right. to all of us. All right, we'll see you, Texas. All right, bye guys man texas really is one of the helpers guys um and really glad he could come come on the show tonight to share his story because i think it is so important to give people hope and that's one of the things we've been trying to do on this channel and on this show is bring you guys different individuals that have gotten out of their situations that have improved their mental health when there's not a lot of people or things that can help them uh and putting them in a position to find the people that will you heard texas talk about that is about finding your people finding finding your monica uh i I personally don't know monica but hey monica thank you for making my friend texas happy and being a good person uh may we all have a monica in our lives um but again guys it's one of those things it's such a tough step to take i i I don't want to sit up here preaching like i've been this courageous brave guy I have sat on so many dreams in my life and not taken that first step. And I regret a lot of it um, because it's really hard to do. It's so hard to do. So if you are thinking about it, putting that toe in the water, man, I hope you you dive in feet first. I really do. I wish that for every single one of you trying to get out of your situation. Um, I'm still trying to get out of my situation. I know so many of you guys are working on that, and it seems like every day it gets harder and harder, but it's worth it. I hope everybody can be a Texas and a Monica. Um, all right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to the new viewers tonight and new listeners. Uh, we do the show every single week. So come back next time and we'll have something else to talk about. We're going to keep it positive this year because we all could use more of that. So until then, take heart and take care. <laughs>